This is a CCRI radio podcast. New content every week from students at the Community College of Rhode Island. Listen, watch, read, and get involved at ccri.edu slash studentmedia. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Josh Loizel, and this is the show Hold That Out. Thank you for joining me today. We are here Tuesday, December 6, 2022. There's a lot going on right now in the world of sports. We're now in the elimination round of the World Cup. A lot going on in the NFL. Basketball and hockey are underway. We're starting to get in rhythm with that. So let's start with the NFL. Because there's a lot going on right there. Uh, We have a lot of injuries, a lot of teams losing, games they shouldn't. Uh, There's a lot of parody. I love it. It's awesome for the show. But it's fascinating that within a few weeks, the teams I thought had better chances to make the Super Bowl than others has now somewhat reversed. Some remain the same, but there has been changes. The five teams that I now currently have inside of the Super Bowl bubble, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and Dallas. Those teams feel like title contenders. I knocked out the 49ers uh, to the unfortunate scenario with Jimmy Garoppolo with his injury. Um, I don't think they'll make a run with Brock Purdy. I mean, they'll be viable. They'll win games. Um, But with a third-string quarterback going up against better defenses, better coaching, I can't really necessarily see it. Uh, The Bengals are getting right, though Joe Mixon has been injured. Um, They have Jamar Chase back. Their offense is still flying on all cylinders. Defense looks good. Dallas is in rhythm. I could say that they have one of, if not the best defenses in the league. Philadelphia hasn't gone completely off the rails. They were on a two-game skid, but it happens. Long season, traveling. And the Chiefs and the Bills remain status quo. Uh, Great quarterbacks, excellent weapons, good and tight moments, or at least Kansas City is most of the time. Buffalo still has to consistently have a layer of nuance, I feel. Uh, They're getting a little banged up on the defensive side of the ball. Von Miller is out with an injury. Um, But needless to say, those teams feel right. They have the quarterbacks. They have the rosters. They have the defenses. Everything kind of looks favorable for those teams. And then there's four other teams that I don't think are completely out of it. um, But I feel that there are more questions than there are answers. And those teams are Minnesota, Miami, Baltimore, and Tampa Bay. Uh, With Baltimore, uh, Lamar Jackson's banged up for the second straight season. Will he be healthy? Can the team get right at the right time? Miami, can Tua elevate and not need to be elevated? It was one of my picks uh, this weekend, uh, San Francisco minus four at home. Uh, Tua was missing his starting left tackle, Taron Armstead. On the road, excellent front seven. And you've seen that Tua struggle a little bit. When things aren't necessarily his way or things that lean in his favor, can he be the one that pulls the franchise? Minnesota, can they stay on track and consistently shift gears when they need to? We know they're good situationally. We know that they can slow the game down, run the ball, be explosive. But when there are times where their offense does struggle, can they go off script in terms of their offensive game plan and switch things up on the spot, on the fly. I feel they have the players to do it. 
I just feel that there are limitations with Kirk Cousins in that regard. Tampa Bay. Too many injuries to count. The offensive line's still banged up. The defense is still banged up. Tom Brady obviously has a lot of things going on personally in his life. Uh, he's been a little inconsistent in his play. Can he stay focused? Can he stay locked in? Uh, great comeback for them last night on Monday night versus New Orleans. But again, they still have a lot of injuries and they still have to play out the rest of their schedule to uh, guarantee themselves a playoff spot. Then there's a team that I think it's interesting to keep your eyes on. And that's Las Vegas. I know I sold my stock a few weeks ago on my first episode. And since then, this team has gained an amazing amount of confidence. They play for each other. They scrap. They're now starting to be consistent on offense. It's not pretty all the time, but I think those back-to-back road wins in overtime versus Denver and Seattle may have given this team the spark that they needed. You all laughed at Derek Carr when he was crying at the podium three weeks ago. In that three-game win streak, 98.2 passer rating, seven touchdowns, three interceptions, averaging 284 yards a game. He had a 106 passer rating versus the number one defense in the NFL. The more you keep trying to tell me something isn't right, the less I believe you. Right? The more people try to tell me Derek Carr isn't a good quarterback, he got overpaid, he's overrated. Every time you write this guy off, he somehow, some way, finds a way through it. He's tough, he's resilient, he's got excellent character, he's a leader, solid arm. I think this team might have some life. Max Crosby's fourth in the league in sacks with ten and a half. Josh Jacobs behind, I would say, a below-average offensive line. Leads the league in rushing, 1,303 yards. Third in touchdowns, he has 10. Devontae Adams goes without being said. Fifth in reception, 79. Fourth in yards at 1,176. Tied for first in touchdowns with 12. Everyone tries their hardest to tell me that this team is overrated. I'm going to be honest, I'd reconsider. However, they're not where I think they need to be for me to put them in or outside the bubble. But keep in mind, they have had a serious momentum swing. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro will be back within two weeks. They're now starting to win these close games. They're getting better situationally. The schedule leans in their favor. Some, it's just something to keep your eyes on. Let it be known. Last year, similar story. Started off shaky. A lot of chaos between the John Gruden firing and the situation with Henry Ruggs killing a pedestrian on a freeway in Las Vegas. A lot of distractions. Same thing this year. New coach. Losing close games. People are chatting in the locker room. They somehow get right and they find a way to figure things out. Just something to keep your eyes on. Very winnable game on Thursday night. Against the L.A. Rams, they go back home and play the Patriots, who are struggling on offense. I wouldn't necessarily write them off quite yet. Quarterback, left tackle, weapons, elite pass rusher. I've seen the cra- I've seen some crazier things happen. Gotta love the fight and the mental toughness of these Raiders. Let's shift gear to the New England Patriots. 
To me, there's no other way around it. They're cooked. Plain and simple. The offense looks flat. They can't block. They're slow on the perimeter. They're a Matt Judon injury away from being a defense with no identity. Not sure, not quite sure if they have one right now. Mac Jones has regressed. The play calling is horrifying. And we're not quite sure who the offensive coordinator will be next year. Now there's reports that Bill Belichick will control the offense. <sighs> oh boy. I can solve this right now. Ready? You don't leave buying out Bill Belichick off the table. You don't. Since the 2019 season, that's one season with Tom Brady. You're an average football team. You're 35 and you're 35 and 26 since the beginning of the 19 season with zero playoff wins. That's with the greatest quarterback of all time. That's with the greatest coach of all time. Yep. Since the 2020 season, Cam Newton, Ryan Hoyer, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, and Jared Stidham has gotten snaps. That's since 2020. Bill is too stubborn to pivot. He spends hardly any money on free agents. When he does, it's only for what he wants and what he sees fit. The only contract that was a home run in the last few years was Matt Judon. Really, really nice pass rusher who used to play for Baltimore. But that's it. The most expensive tight end room in the league. You hardly ever know if any of them are on the field. Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Their drafts are still weird. The money is mostly on defense. And they have basically no offensive coordinator. And if they do label one, it's probably one of the most predictable offenses in the league. Intermediate routes, run the ball, open up the play action, screen passes in the flats. That's it. And their offensive line isn't even good enough to even have a run-first identity to, to begin with. But yet, here we are. Call Jim Harbaugh. I know, I know, I know. I'm crazy. Listen to me. This feels like the right move. Robert Kraft needs to get out of his comfort zone and hire from outside the organization. He hasn't done that since he hired Pete Carroll in the late 90s. Everywhere Jim Harbaugh has gone, he's turned it around in a reasonable time frame. Michigan was falling apart. One of the best Division I football programs in the country. Great history. 5-7 and seven their last season with Brady Hoke. Jim gets there back-to-back 10-win seasons. Last two seasons... Big Ten champions. They're in the college football playoff. At this point, you should call him King Midas. Jim understands the NFL. He got to a Super Bowl with a quarterback who had awful mechanics in Colin Kaepernick. You don't think he can straighten Mac Jones out? He won games in college at Michigan with guys like Shea Patterson and J.J. McCarthy. (laughs) They're not NFL guys. No disrespect. Mac has excellent mechanics. 
He has a good arm. Not great, but good. You gotta go offense. Look at the division the Patriots are in. Miami. One offense. Reaping the benefits of it. Buffalo. Josh Allen. Explosive. A lot of horsepower. The Jets need a quarterback. But they have a solid offensive line when it's healthy. And two excellent running backs when they're healthy. It goes back to what I said a few episodes ago. You have to lean into what the world is around you. Take me, for example. I'm not a computer guy. I'm not a tech guy. My father was a construction worker. He worked with his hands. I lean more from where my dad was. Working with your hands. Nothing wrong with that. But in the year 2022, with tech exploding and cryptocurrencies and all this stuff... That's what the world is becoming. The smart people in this world, in any industry, regardless if it's professional sports, business, tech, you lean into what the world is around you. Greg Popovich, great coach in the NBA, hasn't won a playoff series since Tim Duncan retired and Kawhi Leonard left. Doesn't want to spend money. You need stars, you need shooters. The Spurs don't have that. The Patriots haven't won a playoff game since Brady left. They didn't even win a playoff game his last year here in 2019. Take this. Take the last 18 games. Just the last 18 games. That Bill Belichick had with Tom Brady. So that's the Super Bowl that the Patriots played against the Los Angeles Rams and won. All the way to the wild card game in 2019 where New England lost at home to Tennessee, okay? And the 16 regular season games in between that, back when it was a 16-game regular season schedule. So take the 18. Take the first nine games that Bill Belichick had with Brady in that span. 9-0. and Won the Super Bowl, started the season off 8-0. Oh, We're walking on the yellow brick road here. Everything's great. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Until the last nine games rolled around. You were four and five. Lost the playoff game. Bill spends the money in the wrong areas. And doesn't want to hire an offensive coordinator. In the year 2022. In a sport. That leans offense. Not explosive on the outside. Average at quarterback. This is what you get. This is what you get. I believe personally, instead of doubling down, you rip the band-aid off before this gets worse. Buy Bill out, start over. Young quarterback. They clear up $60 million on the books for the cap next year. Get a new set of eyes on the draft. Now is the time to do it. Because I don't believe this season will end well. I personally do not believe they will make the playoffs. I don't. Too much traveling. Too many great defenses. Too many good offenses. They might catch a break here and there. They play the Dolphins in Foxborough in January. The weather might give them a break. 
on the road versus Arizona, they might win. I don't know what Arizona you're going to get. Raiders? I think they're walking into a snake pit. Bills again. Dolphins again. Which ultimately, this will not go well for Robert Kraft. Keep in mind, Kraft is now in his 80s. Billionaires are impatient. If Robert Kraft wants another Super Bowl in Foxborough, something needs to change. Something down the line, some way, shape, or form, it needs to change. Because this, this is not, this is just flat out not a formula to win a Super Bowl. Does Bill hire an offensive coordinator? They get better on the O-line? They get a little faster? All right. He's earned the leverage to maybe buy himself more times if he can pivot himself. Bill don't want to spend money. He don't want to hire an offensive coordinator. He don't want to give Mac Jones confidence. You got to make a move. You got to make a move. Robert Kraft has come out publicly and said that he hasn't been pleased with the direction of the team. A lot of the times in life, you make decisions you don't want to. I know it'd be weird. I know it's not necessarily the way that anybody would have wanted it to end. I don't disagree with that. However, keeping Bill... And letting this get more and more and more out of control the way that it has, I don't think that's the appropriate way to let it end either. At some point, a decision has to be made. Because like I said, this just flat out is not a formula for Super Bowls. All right, all right. Good stuff. Good stuff. This is a CCRI radio podcast. New content every week from students at the Community College of Rhode Island. Listen, watch, read, and get involved at ccri.edu slash studentmedia. So the last topic today, I would like to discuss uh, the USC Trojans quarterback, Caleb Williams. That's another thing. We got a lot of college football coming up. I'll get to Alabama missing the playoff in another episode. However, like I said, I would like to touch on Caleb Williams. Um, because in case you haven't seen this kid, he is just absolutely out of control. He's 6'1", so he's a little undersized. Uh, he's got a insane arm, great accuracy. He can move around. He's coachable. He's motivated. There's no question to me that he's going to win the Heisman this year. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He had over 4,000 passing yards, 37 passing touchdowns, four interceptions. He completed 66% of his throws. His passer rating was 168. He undisputedly is winning the Heisman. It's almost like not debatable, in my opinion. And so that had me thinking the other day, when he comes out for the draft, not this year, but the next, right? When he comes out, there are going to be a frenzy of teams that are going to be going after this kid. Rightfully so. And so I have a list of eight teams. Four I like more than the other four. But I have eight teams that I think have a legitimate, not only a legitimate chance, but also legitimate reasoning and fit to have Caleb Williams. The first four are the New York Giants, the New York Jets, Seattle, and Indianapolis. The Giants, let's be honest, Daniel Jones is a good soldier. He's done what he's been asked. 
they're going to find another quarterback, right? Brian Dable inherited him. He's going to want a guy that's going to run the offense the way that he's going to want it, that's going to give him, you know, more flexibility in terms of, like, their game planning, things that they can do down the field with receivers. He'll have Saquon Barkley as a running back. The offensive line's getting better. They're kind of in a weird division. Big brand. Uh, the New York City spotlight, I think Caleb can handle New York. Um, I think it would be a good fit for him. Which leads me to the Jets. My prediction was true. Zach Wilson's not a franchise quarterback. I I knew that when he came out. It just unraveled a little faster than what it you know I had anticipated. Um, the defense is out of control for the Jets. The, like I said, when the offensive line is healthy, it's really good. They have running backs. They have receivers. A young defensive coach with an offensive coordinator, uh, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brother. I see a fit. Again, New York, New York City. I can see him handling the spotlight. I can see there being a lot of spotlight and attention on the Jets having buzz with another quarterback. Um, absolutely way more upside with Caleb Williams than Zach Wilson. I don't really think it's comparable. And he'll probably be the best quarterback that they've had in quite some time. Seattle. This one's very interesting to me. Um, Pete Carroll somehow wins games with young quarterbacks. Um, he got the best out of Russell Wilson when he was younger. He, you know, is winning games right now with Geno Smith. He's got... Two good tackles that they just drafted. Uh, this kid, Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, the running back is a stud. They have great receivers. Again, weird division. Trey Lance is more than likely going to play next year with Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt, right? Arizona's falling apart, and we don't know what's going to happen with the Rams. So I don't think Seattle would be the worst fit. Also, keep in mind that's Pac-12 country. He's familiar with the area. He's familiar with the topography and the climate. Something to keep your eyes on. And then the last team is the Indianapolis Colts. They have been scrambling ever since Andrew Luck has retired. They just, they, they can't get it right at that position. This would fill the gap with the, with the uncertainty and the unclarity at that position. Hire a new coach. Get a new quarterback. Defense is stable. Jonathan Taylor is an excellent young running back. You have Michael Pittman. You have Alec Pierce. Paris Campbell as receivers. Houston is Houston. The Jags are still rebuilding. And Tennessee is a viable, viable team. But I feel they're more defensive than they are offensive. So again, kind of a weird division, the AFC South. I don't think that would be a terrible situation for Caleb Williams. And then you have the other four teams where it's not necessarily that I don't think I don't think it's a terrible fit, but a lot is going to have to happen for said teams to move up and make a move. Atlanta, not the most outrageous place. Big city, big southern brand, offensive coach Arthur Smith. I don't think that'd be a bad fit, especially with Tom Brady on his way out in a few years. New Orleans scrambling for a quarterback. Carolina scrambling for a quarterback. Something to keep your eyes on. The Tennessee Titans. 
Now, a lot of people have asked me, Josh, why would you say Tennessee when they just drafted Malik Willis in this year's, uh, excuse me, this past draft? Well, that's part of it. They drafted Malik Willis in the third round. So there's not massive commitment if you roll Malik Willis out for 17 to 20 games, you see him on tape and nothing pops that will convince you to keep him long-term, right? Derrick Henry got a nice tight end, young receivers developing, a solid defense, and I would say a solid coach in Mike Vrabel. You know, nothing to have you not keep your eyes on it. Obviously, the Houston Texans, not an ideal situation. They're more than likely going to fire their coach, so they're going to have another coach. Nothing on their team really pops out. A lot of instability, bad ownership, weird drafting, spending their money in the wrong areas. I just don't think that that would be the ideal situation. He would automatically be the starter, but he would absolutely 100% have to carry the franchise since uh, from day one, which I don't think is reasonable for a rookie quarterback. And finally, I think the most intriguing team out of any of the teams, the Minnesota Vikings, if they do not commit to Kirk Cousins long-term and they decide to roll Kellen Mott out for a year and wink, wink, see what you have in Kellen Mott, wink, wink, and things don't pan out for a year and you're in a position to move up in the draft and maybe move some capital, maybe move some players, I don't think going forward in this decade with Caleb Williams and Justin Jefferson and the rest of that offense, I don't think that's a bad move. You're not sure what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. The Bears are rebuilding. And let's be honest, Detroit is Detroit. Just something to keep your eyes on. Giants, Jets, Seattle, Indianapolis, more than likely where he will end up. Not bad fits either. Atlanta, Minnesota, Tennessee, Houston. I don't necessarily see it, but it's something to keep your eyes on. Seeing stranger things happen. The Chiefs moved up 17 spots to grab Mahomes. Just saying, if a team and a franchise really likes a guy, they will move up. So, I think the ones that pop off are the Giants, Seattle, and Minnesota. Big brands, loyal fan bases. Uh, It would really help the NFL in terms of uh, diversity, in terms of the talent. Uh, The NFL is dying to put those teams on major networks in primetime slots. Uh, It's just a matter of making the teams viable. Caleb Williams, undisputedly, would make every single one of those teams viable. Almost instantly. Just something to keep your eyes on.